1: This show is brought to you by Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities. Featuring authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pickup, drive-thru, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami Grill home has never been easier. With locations all over South Florida, check MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. That's MyMiamiGrill.com to find Miami Grill. This show is brought to you by PrizePix. Picks. PrizePix Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport Or league Or go cross leagues for your parlay Use the promo code 5 That's F-I-V-E 5 And receive a 100% instant deposit match Up to $100 But first sign up at prizepicks.com To start winning today
0: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, A podcast covering the Miami Dolphins And the NFL Now here's your hosts Chris, Alf,
1: and Simon. And we're on. And welcome to another edition of Three Yards per Carry. I'm Alfredo RTA. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here, although he's still a little bit under the weather. Yeah, there How won't you- be any singing for me today. Thanks, yeah, Fox. He's, yeah, he's he's recovering. Okay. As always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code 5RSN, 20% off your entire order. As always, you want to join our Patreon, it's $3 a month. You get to sneak into our, well, you don't get to sneak into our private chat, but you get to watch it, at least. You can talk to like-minded fans, meaning you're not a part of Dolphin Twitter. you would be part of, essentially, OnlyFins Twitter. That's at patreon.com slash OnlyFins. Look at our three yards per carry Twitter account for more details on how to join
2: can I say three things before we go any further? One, You can, is, you can got, say
1: 30 things if you want.
2: I've only got three. One, I never want to hear Chris sing uh, because he's a Keith Sweat fan and nobody wants to hear that. Number two, mm-hmm. training camp's about to start. And in all seriousness, the uh, the OnlyFins chat is about to ramp up to uh, uh, the next dimension. Uh, and I'm not just saying this because it's $3 a month, which is absolutely nothing, but... Um, there is going to be some serious information. Alpha is going to be at camp every single day. And the third thing is about manscaped. It's the summer. It's about three thousand degrees in England at the moment. I've just had a nap because I'm tired, uh, and the sun is doing this. I get up in the morning and I go on. I ride my bike on Zwift for an hour, and then I sweat for the entire rest of the day. It's like fat crying. Even though I'm not sweat. <laughs> Keith sweat. Even though I'm not fat, but my missus says it's it's fat tears, like fat crying, as it leaves your body. Um, but then I spend the rest of the day sweating because it's like eight thousand degrees. But you can't have a hairy body during the summer, Like, you can't, you know, and you especially can't have hairy nuts because that's just the worst thing in the world. So, yeah. you know, that lawnmower 4.0, that, that manscaped sell 3.0 or 5.0 or 10.0 or whatever it was that they said. I still use that every week and there's absolutely no excuse for it. Men, women do not want a hairy boyfriend, wife, oh, hairy husband, hairy best friend, <laughs> whatever you whatever, friend. whatever deal you've got going on. And they certainly don't want a hairy wife. So, yeah. <laughs> Get it sorted, and if your wife's got hairy balls, well, then you've got you, bigger problems.
3: And and Samuel.
2: Well, we're kind of used
3: to we're kind of used to bumping up in the summer. In the summer, we have to start mowing our lawns, you know, definitely once a week instead of to, instead of uh, once every two weeks. Yeah, so code uh, enforcement. Uh, code enforcement says so, right? Very Code true. enforcement will be by to check your balls.
1: Yes. So it's electricity. Oh, and I would say, of course, electricity, sliced bread, and that ball deodorant. That ball deodorant is a godsend.
2: Yeah, smells good as well.
1: Yes, well, you could smell yourself from, from down there, or you smelled the bottle.
2: I smell my hands before I put it on the, the testicle area. It's also very soothing. Yes, it is. It like feels nice, as, you know. Well, I'm not sure if it's doing any toning. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't the, the toner word. I don't understand. You know, I understand it in a um, if we're using the word toner like we do for um, for printers and you have toner <laughs> paper. If it's toner, as in this is going to get your balls into shape, toner, I've got no idea what that's all about.
1: Yeah, as but it smells As we get older, we we're still dragging them behind us. Yes,
2: and look, as you get older as so well, fucking hairs grow everywhere. Like in your ears, in your nose, your eyebrow hair, all that shit. It's like where the fuck has that hair come from? Like I'm looking at my arms now, there's like a couple of rogue hairs and just like, where the fuck have you come from? And why have you been hiding for 47 years before you just pop up and be an absolute arsehole? Like I've got these little I've got these little like moles on my arm, and just hairs grow out of them. It's like fuck off. I'm not a hundred years old. Anyway. Well, the other That's day, I had one,
1: one lonely gray hair on my eyebrow, and you would have thought that Martians had landed in my backyard. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the end of the times. We're all, you know, hurtling toward death. Sometimes.
2: I'm trying to work out if I'm more gray than I am brownie black hair now or more still still like what what the split is whether it's like 45 65 or 45 you were
3: like you were you were a good 45 55 probably probably a year a couple of years ago so yeah 45
1: yeah the way it works is that 45 55 means you're getting older when you go like 80 20 gray you're dignified you understand what i mean so it's better that once it starts going the other way just go
2: I might be fifty-fifty. I, 50. I, I I feel like I'm probably 50-50 or worse now. Like Now you're making me really nervous. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my phone and my beard. I think I'm more gray than I am. Fucking hell. I definitely I don't, am. I, I, I I'm like 70-30. I've,
3: I've yet to produce any gray hairs on my head.
2: So. Really? Yep. What's wrong with you?
3: I don't know. It must be...
2: <laughs> no must be stress whatsoever. beard what? <laughs> Beard wise, I am a. I'm probably eighty five, fifteen, grey to black. Hair wise, I reckon I'm fifty 50-50 But the beard, shit. Yeah, I look like I look like Santa. I mean, not, I don't look like Santa, but color wise, I look like Santa. I don't have a bushy beard. Anyway, this is not what people are paying money for. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, there you go, <laughs> Man- manscape. Five RSN, twenty percent off your entire order. That is how you do. A talk up although we didn't mean to talk it up that much but we did all right this is essentially like part two of the training camp preview which is, which means we just rehash a lot of the things that everybody talks about all offseason season and call it a day so i don't know uh did you get any questions on our patreon chat to bandied about yeah. here or we can go about the roster on the defensive side
3: you know that's one of the that's one of the things about this uh this this patron this onlyfans things that's kind of cool is like we can send out send out the uh the message to everybody like hey, yeah and they get to produce the have, show right have to you guys it. have questions <laughs> like just man, we're about to record like just do, do you want to know anything uh we got questions about like um how the how the pup works um you know how Noah egg is looking although you know I, I i can look at a picture of him he looks
1: great he has it. those those nice oakleys
3: that he was wearing the other day mm-hmm. Love he him. had a visor on, you know, and, and like he looked, uh, he looked pretty, uh, pretty, pretty smooth. Um, so uh, there's, uh, there's kinds of questions about uh, offensive schemes that we think that we'll see from the new coordinators, um, you know, spread it in 10, 11, 12 personnel, that, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, those are the, those are the kinds of questions we're getting right now. But, and then of course, Xavier and Howard, you know, everybody still wants to know about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course.
3: Yeah, I, think I do. That I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will say this. We we do have, we do have an idea, or at least I have an idea um, of what what kind of realistic trade package offers that Miami are going. I'm not saying what they'll take. I'm not saying what Miami wants. Um, but I think the offers out there really are, you know, like kind of a player in a second you know and not even necessarily like a a prime player. Yeah. So, um I don't I don't I don't think we're getting great offers.
1: No. And when you talk to people that are not connected with the Miami Dolphins or Xavier Howard or you know, even the whole situation, maybe not even the teams that are interested in Xavier Howard, when you ask them about Xavier Howard, he doesn't seem to creep into the top 5 discussion as far as cornerbacks and Trust me, that'll be part of, a, of any negotiation. Somebody's going to tell you, look, he doesn't travel. He doesn't play in the slot. He's a boundary corner. We're not going to give you a first-round pick and a, a day-one starter. It's not going to happen. So, in my opinion, the any offers they're getting right now, I don't know anything that they're getting exactly, but anything that they're going to get is not going to be what you would consider full value for a guy that had 10 interceptions last year and kind of made your defense work.
3: Can you think – can you think of any other, like, a corner that, like, um, just interception crazy, just, like, all, all kinds of interceptions, but um, mm-hmm. but wasn't necessarily regarded as – because Asante Samuel comes to mind, um, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily regarded as top two or three, something like that. Terrell I mean, Buckley there's had some of that.
1: Terrell Buckley had some of that. He made a ton yeah, of plays
3: yeah. but gave That's up right. a ton of plays.
1: You know, he's not – he wasn't as good as Xavier Howard. You know, uh, I think Xavier Howard is a lot like Sam Madison. And not to say he's better than Sam Madison, although he could be, but he was a lot like Sam Madison as far as a player. He's kind of just an—he's uh, a boundary corner and a good one and a ball hawk. But teams look at him and, and they're going to make excuses for why they don't want to give you top
2: dollar for him. It's just a fact. I don't but, agree with any of that. Really? No, of course not. I mean, lots of corners only play on the outside. And he's patently a top five corner in the league. He's done it consistently. The only, the only lingering... The, the only reason teams wouldn't give him the money is because of the knees. I don't think the, the fact he doesn't play in the slot... Yeah, I think, I think the knee is a big deal. I think the knee is the issue. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with him playing the slot whatsoever. I don't, you, know, you, could, you can pick a load of corners that don't play an awful lot in the slot who are high-level NFL corners. I think the knee issue... You know, I don't think has he had back-to-back brilliant seasons? No. I don't no, think so. I think that's the concern as well. He can be a bit in he can run a bit hot and cold. And sometimes the interceptions mask the some of the inconsistencies, which I think come about because of the knee, actually, as much as anything. Um, he's just an extremely good, he, he just has an innate understanding of where the ball is and and those sorts of things. But I think it's very hard to argue that he's anything less than a top five, top eight corner in the league. And I think the only reason teams wouldn't pay that huge amount that you might expect them to is A, because the contract is massive and B, because the knee has patently been an issue. And is, you know as he gets older, it's only going to get worse, not better, I would suspect, unless some miracle cure happens for, for whatever issue he really has with his knee. Some other
3: guys that have had ten interception seasons, uh, you know, that just just going through it are Delta O'Neill. Do you remember him? Oh uh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Asante Samuel. That's mentioned that already. Anthony Anthony Brown, Henry. Anthony, Henry. Anthony yeah. Henry was the guy I was trying to. The other guy I was trying to think of, aside from um, Antonio Cromartie, has, has done it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah,
2: he's so, a bit yeah, Cromartie.
3: That's a bit Cromartie, like I, I think, and with Ronde Barber did it
2: though. Um so, yeah.
3: it was,
1: it so Simon, good. where do you place him in the league? Cuz I got him somewhere around 4th or 5th as a corner.
2: I mean, I I think he's in that ballpark. I'm, I I'm interested to see um I'm interested to see what non-Miami fans think of him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I yeah. think he's mm-hmm. probably, you know, he's in the conversation with what Jair Alexander Marlon Humphrey, who's perennially underrated, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier, JC Jackson probably, um, Tredavious White. I think they're the sort of, you know. Gilmer has think, an
1: opportunity to get
2: right back yeah, into that. Gilmer's a really good player. I, I think mm-hmm. Tradavius White, Ramsey, Alexander, Marlon Humphrey, and then and then X are probably the top six receivers in the league. I I, I think I think they're the mm-hmm. best outside corners in the league. Um you know, you look at, I mean, I watch a lot of Green Bay. I think Jar Alexander's a, a really, really, really good player. Mm. Um, who else is there? I mean, Humphrey.
1: Now Marcus Edson. Peters has his fans.
2: Yeah. I mean, James Bradbury has been a really good player for, for a couple of seasons for the Giants. And he had a he's,
1: big year last year.
2: He's developed into a really good player. I, I like Tredavious White. Denzel Ward bouncing back off the injury. Um, who else? Peters is a good player. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and That's I would awesome. also I would also say that when we signed him, we all thought that Baron Jones was probably yeah. better than Nick Xavier Howard.
2: But know? um but I think Byron Jones is a good player. Carlton Davis is a good player, the Tampa Corner. I think he'll train on again this year. Yeah. Uh, Arshon yeah. mm-hmm. Lattimore probably has a bounce back season in him. Um the the other kid, the kid uh, the kid opposite, um Jalen Ramsey, what's his name? Darius Williams is a good player. Yes. Um Carl Fuller. I mean, you know, how the Bears got rid of Carl Fuller is astonishing. I think he's a good corner.
3: Yeah, I still don't. I still don't get that. Yeah, you mean that? he is a really good player.
2: That makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, I don't get
3: it. Um.
2: Yeah. So that's. I mean, I think you
3: mentioned, mentioned Jalen Ramsey, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Okay. And
1: Joe Gi- Hayden is it. aging gracefully too. Uh, Joe Hayden mm-hmm. has had good season after good season in, in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I think he's probably in that group of six or seven players that contains Alexander, Ramsey, Humphrey, Trey White. Um, You know, he's in that conversation. Bradbury, maybe. You know, I think. Yeah, I also
1: think that a lot of people are getting ahead of themselves with all these trades and Oh my god, he's going to hold out all season
2: and Nothing to talk about, is there? You know.
1: Yeah, we got to wait. Okay, William Jackson, twenty seventh. On the 27th, we get a whole new set of information. We get a, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of information. Is he there? Did he show up? If he showed up, okay, it's over. All right, enough talking about this. And I guess they're going to try to hash it out. They're going to try to work something
3: out for this year or I beyond. Think going, I think they're going to anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I think do, so too. But I think ultimately,
2: think ultimately they will say, look, come in, play the year. If you have another amazing year, we'll either A, redo your contract, or B, trade you to a team of your choice. Mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, allow you to pick from three-team or whatever, or allow you the final choice over who, you mm-hmm. know, as long as the deal is, is something we approve. I, don't, I just don't think he's got nothing to gain from sitting out, mainly because the knee gets worse. If he's not right. active on the knee, it, it makes it worse by the very fact that he's not playing games, he's not changing direction. You know, and teams are going to be iffy about a player sitting out a year who's got historical knee issues. That would be an issue in terms of... You know he's not going to get a fair deal either commensurately financially or in terms of a trade. I think the best bet for him is to come in and play. And Nobody if he likes the
3: layoff, right? No,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And if, he, if he doesn't have a good season and the knee is an issue, well then Miami does. Miami wins because a) it doesn't need to trade him, and b) it doesn't need to. They don't need to redo the contract. And if he turns around and has a stellar year and leads the league in picks and is an all pro again, then let's have a conversation about trading him if that's what he wants to do, or we'll see where we are financially and. You know, we see who which players have trained on and who needs a new contract and who we get rid of and all those sorts of things. You kick that can down the road for a year because you've got nothing to worry about. I, I suspect that's what will be ultimately how it plays out. All right, I guess we which should go. Over... Get trained, which means he'll get traded tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or how uh, very famously uh, one time uh, uh, we said. um you know, they needed to get something astonishing for Laramie Tunsil. If not, they're not trading him. The very next day, they got something astonishing for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. So you never know. Maybe tomorrow, and I think we talked about this on, on, on a previous podcast, like somebody, somebody loses their mind on the phone, and it could be Dallas, and they say something like, hey, first-round pick or two first-round picks or a first-round pick and a second-round pick and a useful young player. I think the trade happens regardless.
2: The other interesting thing will be is if he decides to, to sit out the season or he holds out or whatever it is and then a Super Bowl contender gets an injury at the position or a Super Bowl contender plays a few weeks and feels, you know, you know something like Darius Slay gets injured in, in Philadelphia or something, you know, a contender gets an injury at that position and then you know then they start to dial up the trade talks before the deadline and you know you end up getting more because they're they're more desperate so you come away with mm-hmm. a, a one of the player or a one of the three or whatever and i think that might be
1: yeah which is know, one of my pet peeves the nfl the nfl why the nfl has the trade deadline at about what is it week 5 week six. it makes no sense to me it yeah. should be like week 12 or something like that yeah, it's very odd like every other sport you know every other sport has it like with like the nba has it with 30 games to go in an 82 game season baseball has it with 40 games to go in a 162 game season for whatever reason the NFL has their trade deadline in the first two months of the season which makes no sense to me but I guess while we well Chris you have any questions in in the patreon or we can go over the defense well there's roster one really there's quick. one
3: more there's one more that stood out there's one more that stood out to me and that's um if uh if Austin Jack, and this is because you know, Simon and I talked about Austin Jackson a lot pre-draft. So, um, if Austin Jackson doesn't really, you know, show a lot of improvement this year, um, do you do you start looking at pulling the trigger on uh, on a different different left tackle?
1: Hmm.
2: That's yeah, I mean, seen, right? how old is he though? That's the thing. I mean, you kind of you worry about. He's still young. Up.
3: He's still a baby.
2: I mean, he's just twenty. He's- He's not even. No, he's, he's going to be twenty-two in three weeks' time. I mean, he is a. Yeah, yeah he really a very is a baby. Young. I mean, I think. I but think but we gave up on. Uh,
3: we gave up on the linebacker Raekwon McMillan. Uh, he was still pretty young.
2: Yeah, but I suppose the difference is that he wasn't the 18th overall pick, was he?
3: Yeah. No,
2: no, no, no.
1: Well, they do um, have Lee, Liam Eikenberg, so I think that's the insurance policy for now, right? if you know so they have two shots at it i guess
3: i mean i would i would think about i would think about replacing them with somebody with somebody um, more premium but uh but the dolphins i don't think they will I, that's that's my opinion i think they they were very sold
2: on him tonsil was and, 21 um, when we drafted him the, mm. yeah he's only a year older but you know was are significantly more advanced i mean We had Ton yeah, Tunsa was talked about as the first overall pick for a long time, wasn't it? I mean he was the de facto number one pick for four or five months. So
1: all right. We'll dig into these questions a little bit later, but I think we could go over the defensive roster really quickly here. Uh Simon Raekwon Davis, the zero and the one, does he move on to play a little bit of three tech this year? Or is he back into the role that he excelled that at the end of last
2: year i suspect it's the excelling role i mean but then that that kind of flows against coach florence's versatility packet that he loves to bring in you know he loves to line players up at different positions and you know it's that old new england thing players playing all over but i think you know that there are there are now better players around you add in an adam butler who, who we all really like you know the the development the continued development of both christian wilkins and zach sealer So I think Davis is such a beast physically. I mean, he's such an enormous human being at 6'8, 3'30 or 6'7, 3'30. I mean, he's a monster. So I think he probably does play there. But again, you're looking for that step up and it goes back to a conversation we had on the Patreon earlier on about about, um, Minka Fitzpatrick. And, you know, Mm. sometimes his best players are just best left at one position. Some players just don't like the ability to be versatile. You know, Swiss Army Knife is great, but better to be master of something than master of nothing and you know be able to play a lot of positions but not really play them brilliantly I think um I think you find a home for Davis and just let him throw, just let him off the leash and you know you're, you're looking for that big step up in you know this is a critical year for so many second year players that the Dolphins have you know because it's mm. it's essentially shit or bust you know whether that's Tua whether that's you know that's Bowden, whether that's you know the offensive line you talk about, Hunt and, and Jackson specifically, but Kindley, you know, Raekwon. Um, there are so many players on this team that you're looking, Noah, you're looking to make a big jump in in their second or third seasons to really help because Because if they fall away and, you know, they don't come to the party and they're just kind of average players, then, you know, this rebuild hasn't necessarily been the rebuild that you hoped it be. If all of a sudden, you know, Davis is knocking on the Pro Bowl door, you know, Hunt and Jackson looks significantly better Tua's coming in and just looks comfortable and confident and you know, then who knows what could happen with this team. But so that you know, these kids they've invested so much in with these draft picks they built up, it, it's time now, this season is time for them to show what they're made of. Because if they're not, then there's some gonna be some very significant question marks that the owners already begun to raise about, you know, the long term future of the of the coaching staff in the front office. And you know, so the the reliance on these kids is critical. Yeah. I think there was a
3: tell, I think there was a tell in the off season though, Mm -hmm. in the, in the free agency period with, with respect to Raekwon and the, you know, nose versus, uh, the inside versus outside. And Mm -hmm. they, that they didn't really acquire, I mean, unless you count John Jenkins probably isn't going to make the roster. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't really, they didn't really acquire somebody that's, that's like, you know, okay, that's a, that's a good, that's a good nose, uh option you know yeah, um adam had, uh, is a versatile and, guy yeah, yeah and you had he's that guy from six five two ninety uh, five.
1: <laughs> yeah and you had that guy from the the patriots what was his name danny what's his name he was almost he was basically lobbying to get here but they ignored him shelton, oh,
3: shelton.
1: D- danny shelton and he. i don't know where he's signed but i know he's signed somewhere else he was lobbying to try to get here and they were like okay that's nice uh mm-hmm. no
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you um, have
3: Raquan Davis is six, seven, 330 pounds, right? And and uh, you, you know his backup is at, is probably Adam Butler, but like Adam Butler, you know he's he's three hundred pounds. He's not. He's a vers- He's a versatile guy. He moves around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't mean, think they really went ahead and got somebody.
2: There's three nose tackles on the roster, and one of them is John Jenkins. Do you know what I mean? So you know, it's Raquan, Benito Jones, John Jenkins. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Butler can yeah, play there. You I mean, can place, you know, Celer can play, but you know, but
3: but Jenkins isn't a roster guy, really. No, but even Jones, do you really trust him?
2: Exactly. So that tells you an awful lot about how they feel about Raycon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: Sealer and Wilkins pretty much rounds out that that interior rotation. So, you know, I don't think I don't think there's many differences. Is there Is there anybody that either of you see that could surprise us that come camp? Like what always, I've always wondered about Tyson render because he always looks great, you know, running around out there and he's played well when he's been into preseason games, but that's the only guy Led, I really worry about or
2: better interesting. You know, you'd like to see, you know, this is a five-star kid yeah. under all American, you know, mm-hmm. committed to play at Alabama, ended up going to Georgia. You know, this is a guy that you think could be something, you know, potentially, um, you know so you'd be intrigued to see what he and he looked he looked he
3: well. looked good in that first yeah, camp, right. like they, they practiced i saw him against the uh you know the the buccaneers um you know the joint practices they mm. and um and he looked pretty good he looked pretty good at, at points during uh during the training camp so i i i do wonder about him i know that he's got he had a serious injury and and a lot of people even forgot that he's still here mm. um but yeah, I would I would really look at him. I, he and Jason Strowbridge is going to be uh, an interesting Nick Coe interesting as man, well.
2: I, I like Nick Carr. I like Nick Carr. Um, yeah, Nick. Coe. Auburn. he's an intriguing guy.
3: Yeah, Render,
1: I think what helps Render is, you know, versatility as far as he plays special teams as well. So, you know, best in special teams, I think rounds out the bottom of the the roster as far as defensive and interior and exterior defensive lineman i think tyson render can play a little bit of special teams i think that that'll help him. on the edge i think we're kind of locked really it's van ginkle ogba beagle and jalen phillips like there's no one else like i don't know anything about kylan johnson
3: <laughs> do, do you guys no he's he's not that kind of player
2: yeah okay he's in the middle he's plays in the as yeah, yeah, he's more of an inside guy. Yeah,
3: yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I think, but, if anything, Brennan Scarlett could play more on yeah. the outside, um, a, a little bit on the outside, it need be. Um, and then then you're looking at... Well, Tyson Render is, is also that kind of player, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, he could figure into the mix, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the, those are the guys that you're looking at.
1: Yeah, although I think, you know, four, six to nine techs, that's more than enough than... That's more than most teams... Play or even carry, mm. so I think we're pretty much locked up there. At linebacker, it's it's kind of locked as well, right? It's the same guys we thought that would be there at the beginning, and nobody else is going to surprise us. And maybe Sam Egwavon is this time does not hold on. We've been trying to cut him for two years. I think this time he does get cut.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so I can't is see it there. Right?
2: I mean, it's, to me, it's Baker. You know, it's Roberts, it's McKinney, and it's Duke Riley. I can't see Egwun making it.
1: Yeah, and Landon Roberts, uh, I know that you said, Chris, that he probably does not make it, right?
3: Well, I I just think that he might start the year, in, like, well,
2: might, I, I guess
3: so. That, that's where we have to have the the pup uh, discussion, you know, from our question and in uh, Patreon. Does he start? Does he start training camp? On that i mean is is he ready to go right now is a from i mean I'll, i think you've been there um mm. i mean is he is he out there is he ready to go right now or is he going to start training camp on that list and if you start training camp on the list then you can be kept on it during the season and that's kind of what i was what i was thinking
1: well and robert like says he he's be ready, ready to go. which is shocking in and of itself but he says he's going to be there for training camp right We. i guess we'll see on the 27th okay. right
3: yeah. All right. Moving on from the yeah, linebackers. We'll
2: that's that's the question. Yeah. Just that information came out today as well, didn't it? The next gen stats, run stopping. You know, Alandon Roberts finished eighth last season in, in run stop win rate per their next gen stats, which is pretty, you know. And when he went out of that game against the Raiders, I didn't think we played particularly well against the run from that point forwards. Do you know what I mean? Like Cameron Wolf tweeted something this morning about how Frank Gore said that. He got hit so hard on fourth and one by Alando Roberts. It was the hardest he'd been hit in years. Um, mm. and you know, you teams still run the ball. Do you know what I mean? So it's um, you know, having a guy that can wrap mm. up and tackle and come up and you know, he made a couple of that 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 hit against the Raiders where he where he did his shoulder. I mean, or in that game, he later went out. Mm. But the hit, I mean, Jesus Christ, it was like a train running into a brick wall. It's just uh yeah, I think he makes the team if he's healthy. But I think Chris's point is right. I think he probably starts, you know, on the pup.
1: Yeah, and he's a useful player still. I think he's really useful. And, yeah. And gives him a real depth. Like, you know, this is the first Special time you teams,
2: leadership. Yeah.
1: All those things. You know. yeah. 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 Now, on, on the secondary, we've talked enough about the secondary. And I think we're all pretty high on Javon Holland. But I guess one question, and it begs the question, we all think he's going to be there. On the twenty seventh, Xavier Howard. But if he's not, where's the battle opposite of Byron Jones?
2: Well, Noah Benogay is next man up, isn't he? I mean, that's okay. what he was drafted for. So it's his it's his position to to lose. I think. I mean, I don't know who else they're going to play at outside corner. I mean, what are you doing with Noah if he's not going to be if, the replacement?
3: If 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 that happens, let's let's just suppose that it does. Um, they signed Jason McCordy and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they initially said right away, I think he can play safety or corner. He was an outside corner. Like that's, yeah. that's his experience. He, he can play there. So if you're looking for somebody has got to compete with Noah Igbenogne, right. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, here you go. Here you go. Handed, it, handed it over to him. Um, and I don't think the guy that's going to compete with him, for example, is, is going to be like, you know, Jalen Askew or Terrell Bonds. Um, so, you know, no offense to those guys. Um, so, I, I wonder if they, if that does happen, Xavier Howard goes through with a holdout. If Jason McCourty just appears at corner in camp, and that's that's just where we got to go.
2: Can you imagine the uh, the the Dolphin Twitter virgins if uh, Jason McCourty starts taking snaps ahead of Igbinogene in training camp? I mean, hell, we'll break loose there will be an absolute meltdown from people that have never seen him play really never saw him at all, and don't really know what they're watching anyway, but it'll be like, Oh my God, he's awful. What a reach. We should have taken it. It's going to be so funny. Again, this is, I mean, if Austin Jackson is the youngest player in the NFL, which I think he was last season, I think Noah is the second youngest. Isn't that right? I yes. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. Is. I mean, I mean, he's, in that's fact, crazy. he's younger than, um, Austin Jackson turns 22 in August. Noah, must be the youngest player in the NFL then because he doesn't turn 22 until the end of November. So A
1: name I didn't hear from neither of you, I guess you really don't give him a shot. Is Nick Needham? He doesn't have a shot at starting opposite in no, base he's, defense he's against Byron Jones?
2: Yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's a slot corner. I think he's a good slot corner. Well, he's, but he, he's, he's got his own battles with, with Justin Cole. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Nick... I don't think they're moving him outside. They spent two years training him inside. I don't, I, and And I don't think he's... to me he just looks better suited inside which is odd because he's actually you know he he's six foot one 200 pounds he's uh Mm -hmm. you know he's a big guy guys like that size shouldn't be able to do what he does but actually he's a pretty effective slot you know but it'll be an interesting battle between him and justin coleman you know that that would that'll give the dolphins you know i think they'll both make the roster um but it'll be interesting to see who gets the nod and you know because coleman's a good you know I mean, Coleman's only what eighteen months removed from the big contract to Detroit, and he wasn't a mug mm-hmm. before he, uh, you know, when he, uh, yeah, he didn't get that wasn't a fluky contract. Do you know what I mean? He was a good player in Seattle. So, and and obviously Flores knows him because he had him in New England for a year. So,
3: mm-hmm. you know what I wonder though? I wonder. I mean, you know, we never really get a, get a chance. their this position has four guys, and I mean, it just seems like a lot four guys we just never even talk about you know like Jalen Askew, Terrell Bonds, Javaris Davis, Tino Ellis um you know depends on what what you consider Jamal Perry Trill Williams to be I think you know um Jamal Perry and we never we never talk about him although Mm. we're familiar with him at least uh because uh Trill Williams is listed as a corner by the way um Mm i don't know if i don't know if that matters or not but i mean we there's a there's a lot of bodies Although, there little uh, that, spy report this is,
1: spy report on trill williams he's played a lot of single high
3: while okay he, so so but this this is Boyer's this josh Boyer's kind of specialty isn't it that's how he pulled uh, he pulled nick Needham out of nowhere mm-hmm. um you know he's compared him to the in the past to uh to other guys that he pulled out of nowhere uh what was the was was his name malcolm butler the um mm-hmm. the the corner that they had yeah. or or is it uh, I always confuse him with another Malcolm. But um yeah, the, he pulls guys out of nowhere. And do we do we think that there's a chance that Tino Ellis, Javaris Davis, Terrell Bonds, Jaitlin Askew, you know, they're they're the next out of nowhere dude that uh, that Josh Boyer pulled from the the low ranks and oh. and they did something.
2: He needs to stop wearing 51 though cuz that's really annoying me.
3: <laughs> Trill. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think he'll he'll I think he'll try to stick as maybe a fourth safety. They're going to keep a ton of defensive back, so we shall see. Right? All right. Any more questions that you got on the Patreon, Chris? I think we have time for one more.
3: Oh, I got I lost track of them actually. <laughs> okay. Let me see uh, no, I, I don't think there's. Um...
1: Okay, uh, a lot of questions on the offensive schemes. Uh, what would you anticipate? We've talked about that you know, I guess we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. on Twitter and and on Patreon, but you know, we can't know until it starts, right? So, we can yeah, think. It, it, it mm-hmm. will be
3: interesting to just see. I, I just think it'll be interesting to see because they have so many receivers. We, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um And yet they have so many tight ends, and we've talked about that ad nauseum. And so it's like, well, how much 11 versus 12 do they use? Yeah. You know, like that's a that's gonna be a big like battle, I guess. You, we always think of camp battles as being like this guy versus this guy to try and make the roster or try and get the start, but there's kind of there's got to be kind of a battle going on between personnel groupings, even mm-hmm. between eleven I think personnel with all, groupings and twelve personnel.
1: Yeah, I think with all the talent that they have on offense, I'm I'm wondering how they're gonna use Mike Kosecki. and maybe does he figure in the future plans or not? You know, I I love to see how they're
3: gonna use him. Yeah. Well, did he even get used? Did he even get used in uh, in 12 personnel? It seemed like uh, it seemed like they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, when Last they were going year, 12, they were.
1: Yeah. Last year, they didn't use him in 12 personnel all that much. They were using a lot of them in yeah. 11 personnel. And when they used them in 12 personnel, then why ISO? they're trying to get him the ball yeah. on on right. pass pattern. So, yeah.
3: Also, it's... 21, like twenty when, yeah. you, when you get two running backs out there, like, is he even on the field? I don't think he's on the field.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. And we finally do get to talk about real football next week, the next time we talk to you. But that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you guys next week. Real football is back.
0: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.